This is the Lifestyle as Medicine podcast, and I am Mike Riccio, longtime personal trainer, professional strength coach, gym owner, and most importantly, a devoted modern father and husband. I've been fortunate to learn under some of the most intelligent minds in health and fitness over the past 15 years, as well as work with amazing clients and athletes. What I've most fallen in love with over the years is the power we have over our lives, the power to decrease risk of disease and injury, the power to reach our true potential, the deep abilities the body is capable of when all aspects of health are working simultaneously. On this podcast, you will learn the importance of preventative health and how to optimize your habits to optimize your life. All right, listeners, you are about to hear a solo episode from me, and it will be the final episode of 2020. I'm going to take a couple week break to enjoy the holidays. I'm going to record some other podcast episodes and stock up and be ready to hit 2021 running. I'm really excited about a couple of the episodes I've already recorded and another one I have coming up this Friday. So stay tuned for that. But speaking of planning for 2021, today's episode is the importance of a calendar, the importance of owning your schedule and how to keep control of it so that you can get ahead, stay ahead, and stay accomplished. So again, today is just me. Listen in. This is an episode that I recorded for the purpose of a webinar that you can also find at my company's site if you want the visuals. But for now, listen in to the audio. And as always, let me know if you have any questions. Mike at marhealthandperformance.com. You can also reach me at the website at www.lifestyleasmedicinepodcast.com. Enjoy. Today, we are talking about schedule, taking control of your schedule because your schedule is a tool to help you take control of your life and your goals and everything you want to be successful in, everything you want to achieve. Okay, so this is a really big tool that we are going to try to master today. And my goal for today is that by the end of this, you are going to have some tasks, some steps that you can actually start immediately so that you can start making some progress in this avenue of your life. Now, who's today for? Today is for, um, it's multiple people, but if you are someone that believes that you just don't have time, so maybe you have trouble managing your time, you have a lot going on in your life, this is for you. Or maybe time isn't necessarily a huge issue. You know, you're busy, but you, you technically have free time, yet you're having trouble organizing it. When the day comes that you thought you were gonna do something, you can't get it done. Or maybe you just have ideas and goals that stay in your head, but they never tend to manifest into action. Well, then the tools and the tactics learned today are going to help for that as well. If you have ever said the words, I don't have time, you might be right. Okay. I know sometimes we attack that statement. Sometimes we say, you know, everyone has time. It's just a matter of priorities. And while that's true, the way your habits are currently the way you currently run your life, you might actually not have time to take on anything else or to do anything efficiently. So you might be right. And today can help you with that statement. It can help you to turn that statement around, not because it's false right now, but because it doesn't have to remain true. So let's start with some questions. I want you to think about these things as you go up, as as you listen to me talk here today. Do you control your schedule? Do you believe that you are in firm control of your schedule? Or does your schedule control you? I'm going to use the analogy today of of being either 
in the waves or on the boat. Right, if I'm in the waves, I don't care which direction I want to go. The waves are going to take me wherever they go. If I'm in a boat, I control my direction. And it takes really strong waves. It takes something really big to get me out of my path. So are you the boat or are you in the water? What are your current habits? What parts of your life are on autopilot? So what have you stopped thinking about from a day-to-day -day basis? What isn't an active thought anymore? And what now is just an automatic? Your morning routine, your drive to work. More examples will come out as we talk through this today. But just some things to think about as you go through here today to help bring awareness to who you are and where you are and maybe what steps need to be taken first. Let's talk science first. Your habits, your, your life, your schedule, a lot of it is right now neurologically based. And what I mean by that is the way you've lived your life up until now dictates your success going forward. Because to do anything that isn't a part of your current habit, your current automatic will take a very active process to replace or to change. And here's why. I want a picture that you have a whole bunch of electrodes attached to your brain. And then you go to learn something new. It's a new language. It's a new exercise, whatever it might be. When you try to learn that new task, your brain does a catch-all mentality. It doesn't know what this new thing is yet. So it doesn't know what part of the brain to really use. So generally speaking, the brain just uses everything. So all of these electrodes are going to light up because your entire brain is going to be used, which takes a lot of energy, to even begin to process how to learn this new task that you're giving it. Now, with repetition, with time, the brain becomes more efficient. Less and less parts of the brain start lighting up because less have to be used till eventually a very, very small sliver of the brain can handle the task that you have now learned. Right? You, learned you learned Spanish, which originally was a really hard thing, but now that you know it fluently, it, it really doesn't take any effort for you to converse, for you to speak with someone, for you to read Spanish. I tried to learn a deadlift. And at first it was really hard and I, and I, I couldn't believe, I just couldn't get my body to work in the way that the person was trying to teach me to make it work. And now I don't know how to work any other way except for the right form of deadlift, right? It's ingrained in my brain, literally. At first, when I drove to work, I had to use a GPS. I saw all these new landmarks. I saw all these new street names. But the first time I, I got to my new job, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you all the street names I passed. You know, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 trips to the same office over the years, it's on autopilot. You know exactly where to go. You know every street name. You know every landmark. You can tell every restaurant. You know, this the stuff just becomes learned. So to change these habits, to change your, your calendar, to all the stuff we're going to talk about today, we're going to have to allow the brain to light up and we're going to have to allow it time for things to become a new automatic. Your schedule is dictated by your habits because your habits are right now ingrained and your habits are dictated by your history. So ipso facto, your schedule is a habit. Your brain is a computer that we have to rewire. I just recently read, I'm reading a book on, on habit change, and the point, a point in there was that habits cannot be obliterated. They have to be replaced. So we can't just quit smoking. Typically, when people quit smoking, they tend to turn to food, right? Some type of other oral cue, oral fixation, something that 
in some way replaces the activity that I'm trying to quit. You didn't choose that. The body seeks out a similar activity. So we can utilize good habits to replace bad. We can utilize a good calendar, a good schedule to replace what might be a negative or a just unthought about plan or lack of plan. Because what happens when we don't plan? When we don't plan, we succumb to that autopilot, right? When I get in my car, sometimes by the time I get to the office, and it's a scary thing to think about, but sometimes I don't remember the ride, right? My brain kind of took over. I know the path. Maybe I started thinking about what I was going to do with my kids that weekend or a conversation I had with, with a friend the night before. I'm listening to a podcast. You know, whatever it might be, that's the autopilot that happens when I'm driving to the same place I've been to hundreds of times now. When we don't plan, we just, we're going to fall into our autopilot. So we become like we're in the waves. So back to our analogy, we are, we're floating in the waves. And now our mood, our emotions, a new meeting that popped up on our calendar that day, these are all waves that are going to push in the direction they're going to push us if we don't have a plan to combat them. We ride what I call the motivational roller coaster. So we wait for motivation to be high because on those days, we, we tend to naturally fall into activity. We, we mark a lot of things off our to-do list. We, we start writing that book. We, we, we do whatever we're seeking to do. But inevitably, that can't stay high. It's just not the way the body works, not the way the brain works. So as soon as we come down off that motivation, activity lulls. We're not productive anymore until, for whatever reason, the stars align and motivation's up again. So we just don't have control when we don't have a plan. Now, as we go through this, I want you to, to come to terms with a few things. Okay, we're, we're going to have to, well, rule number one here, we're going to have to be honest with ourselves. Who are we now? If our calendar runs us, if our work life runs us, then we need to be honest about that. Before we can make a change, before we can replace a habit, we might need to look ourselves in the eye in the mirror and say, you don't control your own schedule. You thought you did, but maybe you didn't. Okay, we're going to have to be realistic today. As you go through this process and the steps that I'm going to go through today, you're going to have to be realistic with how you set expectations going forward for the short term. So who are we? What has our history told us? You know, if something has not worked 100 times before, why didn't it work before? And should I try to repeat that again? What in my life is important now? And what's important, but maybe can wait a little bit. Okay, these are all ways, these are all tools that I want you to think about as we go forward so we can help manage our schedule. We have to leave emotions out of it today. Okay, we can be emotional and passionate about what we want to succeed in, about the goals that we want to achieve, but the task list, the day-to-day -day activities that will get us there have to be emotionless. They have to be activity-based and action-based, and we just have to get the job done. And that's how we have to plan, too. We have to plan without emotion. We have to plan with logic. I want you to think about consistency over volume. Okay, so today we are going to focus on how to do enough to get us where we want to be without trying to overachieve and knock everything out in one big swoop. Okay. And again, back to motivation, we're not going to rely on it. Never let anyone own your schedule. That was a quote by Lou Gerstner, who was, um, was the CEO of IBM. So let's get in some steps. Okay. So actionable steps that you're going to be able to take. Um, you can do it while you're listening, or you can do it later on. But step number one, you are going to have to block off some time to do everything we talk about today. And this might be the most important step you take. So whether you're going to do it along with me today, maybe you're going to re-listen to this later on and do it, 
or you're just going to write down the steps for now uh, and do this later. Show me that this is a priority. Sit down, go through all the steps from today, but do it soon. Do it today, do it tomorrow, but don't wait long. Okay, don't wait long. Block off an hour of time where you can be completely alone, alone with your thoughts, and you can go through the steps that we're about to speak about. Step number two, and the first real actionable step now, is I need you to make a list. I need you to make a list of everything that you already do or want to do within a week or a month. Let's say a month. Okay, so maybe go past, you know, think back the last few days. What did you do? Did you watch TV? Did you go to work? What hours did you spend at work? What did you eat? When did you eat it? Everything. You slept, you played with your kids, you played with your nieces and nephews, whatever it might be. What didn't you do that you wish you did? Put that in the list too. Okay, so everything you want to accomplish, I want this on that list. And then I also don't want you to list off some goals. What do you want to accomplish in general? Okay, so in the next month, two weeks, a month, if I look back at the end of that month, what do I want to say that I achieved? Was it, you know, was it a fitness? Was that a weight loss goal? Was it a strength goal? Was it a career goal? Did I want to learn new tasks? Did I want to focus more on a hobby? Did I want to take a downtime? Okay, today is not just about being hyperactive and achieving a lot. It's also about how to work in the things that are important that give us a high quality of life. Are we getting enough family time and friends time and downtime and quiet time? I am an introvert when it comes to my needs. I like to public speak. I like to do a lot of things that may be labeled as an extrovert thing, but I really value my alone time as a reset button. So if I don't work that into my calendar, I don't perform really well. You have to decide today what's important to you. Let's go through mine. Let's use myself as an example. So in front of me here, I have listed my priority list. And I think I have pretty much everything on here. Not just priority list, activity list, everything that I do. And then what I've done is I've put it into a priority list. So I've ranked it from highest priority to lowest priority. Okay, this is important. So this is your next step. I need you to rank this. My number one thing is my family time. Family time and family obligations, right? Because those are both important. Like there's just like, I want to have fun with, I want to play with my kids. I want to see my wife. I want to do these things. But there's also priorities, right? I have to take my kids to doctor's appointments. That's important to me. You know, when, when my kids get older, I want to be at their sporting events. So that's number one. And then work down my list. I have my clients and my meetings. So I have the things that, that feed my family, that keep my business alive. My biggest business things that I have to do every day, they have to be in my calendar. They have to be in my schedule. My other business priorities, like my creative thinking time. How do I grow my business? How do I do new things? How do I cool, do cool programming for my clients and my athletes? My own workouts, my own nutrition, my own sleep. Those are the next bulk of bullet points of my lists. How do I keep my own quality of life high physically so that I am better mentally at the things that are above on my list? But technically speaking, these don't go before the rest because my family has to come first and this business has to be there for my family. So it really comes all back to my number one, which is my family. And then I go into things like my continued education, working on my podcast, my alone time, my time with friends, personal reading time, listening to a podcast for fun, getting massages. And then last than the least, something I do, but television. Sitting in front of the TV, I like watching sitcoms. I like watching comedy. I like documentaries. I, this is enjoyable time. So it's on the list because it's something that I do, but I just can't rank it above anything else. So that's my list. 
That's my list that I'm going to think about as I go through and I do the rest of my steps. You have to plan everything, everything, including that family time, including that downtime. I had a guest on the podcast. Um, his name is Dr. Grant Garagus, and he's an orthopedic surgeon. He works with the White Sox and a lot of pro baseball and other sports. And in the podcast, he mentioned, and he had this quote of, you know, it seems silly to plan family time because you would think that all available time, anytime that isn't in work or that isn't, well, isn't work really, you know, or, or your hobbies, that that would just automatically go to your family, but it doesn't work that way. Okay, things bleed into open spaces if we don't plan them accordingly. And if anything, our family time should be our most important time. We should show the importance by, by planning it, not assume that it'll just kind of fall into the open spots. So at this point, we need to sit with the calendar. So next step, if you don't already use a calendar, you're gonna have to create one. Print one off the internet, use an app, whatever's easiest for you, whatever that you can actually go back to and see and utilize on a day-to-day -day basis. On one column or typed into the app, or again, whatever the situation is, I want you to list out all the activities as a priority. So in the order that we just stated. It can be a monthly calendar or a weekly. Okay, either one. I want you to think somewhat long-term, but whatever calendar you're gonna use. And again, I want you to envision your outcomes. What are you going to want to achieve in that week or month? Next step, we got to plug and chug. We got to take the activities on our list and we have to put them into our calendar and you're going to start at the top. Okay. So back to our ground rules, you have to be realistic. We have to be realistic in both directions. What I mean by that is as we're plugging things in, how much time do we need for each activity? What's the minimum we need and what's the maximum we need? Okay. Don't underestimate how long something will take, but don't give something too much time if it doesn't need it. Yeah, and this will also get played out as, as we go, which will be one of the later steps. But one by one, top priority first, start working things into your calendar. Now, if you're realistic and time fills up before you get to the bottom, we have to cut from the bottom up. If I don't have enough time for my list for television or for some of my reading, that's what gets cut first. Okay. And I already established my priority list. So this has to be what it is. I have to cut from the bottom up. Because I told myself when I made that list that this was not as important as something else. These should be set in stone. Your next rule is commitment. Okay, you've made a list. You've said what's important. Now you need to stick with it. And that's what commitment means here. Commitment means that when, when emotion starts coming in, when stress starts coming in, when fatigue starts coming in, we are going to stick with our plan. We're going to stick with our list. This doesn't mean we don't listen to our bodies. Okay, this doesn't mean there isn't, you know, a little bit of wiggle room in terms of, you know, my body's telling me that I may need this today, even though it wasn't planned. There are scenarios where maybe you worked out really hard multiple days in a row and your body actually does need the day off. That's different. When I say these rules are set in stone, what I mean is I haven't worked out in three days and now I just don't feel like it today and I'd rather watch TV. Well, on my list, I said the priorities were higher and I plan to work out today. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to start the workout. I'm going to get it done. I said I was going to work on a research project for work that really, really doesn't have a timeline. I just said I was going to do it, but I kind of don't want to. Nope. It was important when I made my list. So it's got to be important today and I have to stick with it. These rules are set in stone. And then a close follow-up step is staying with it over time. So you stick with your rule that day. 
And then you have to allow time to pass. You have to be unbreakable in your plans, which might mean learning how to say no. Learning how to say no to maybe a social event that pops up last second or an extra project that came on your plate that, that you really can't take because there's no way you'll do that project and the original projects you already are working on efficiently. Whatever the case might be, some, a friend asks you for some time. Maybe you don't have it. You know, maybe you really don't have it. You have to allow time for pass and let's go back to the science of it. Things cannot become easier. They can't become easier decisions and habits and less stressful if we don't allow the brain to acclimate to the new schedule. It cannot rewire without time. Okay, and time can't pass unless we are consistent day to day with our decisions. If we don't stick to the calendar that you've created. After you've allowed two weeks, a month, whatever your agreed upon time span is, after you've allowed that time to pass, and things have started to settle and you feel confident that things are a little more habitual, look back at your month. Okay, we've already made a list. We've said, this is what's important. We said, this is what we want to achieve when our time period was over. Did we achieve it? If we didn't, why didn't we? Okay, do I need to alter my calendar? Do I need to make a new focus? Whatever it might be, this is your time to review, to analyze, to evaluate, to assess, and to make changes before you restart the process, which is your final step. Your final step is repetition. Now, repeating doesn't have to mean repeating exactly. Things change, right? Maybe, maybe you met a physical goal. Maybe you lost the weight that you wanted to lose, and now you want to set your sights on something different. Now you want to go run a half marathon, you know, whatever it might be. So you have to reset your process with the new context in mind. Maybe you're in a new work season. Maybe you were in a really busy quarter. Now you're coming to a lighter quarter. So maybe now we can focus more on recovery time and vacation. You know, whatever makes sense for that calendar, put it in. Again, because we aren't saying this is all about work. That's not what this process, that's not what this is about today. This is just about having control over your schedule and doing it in a way that is not emotional and not letting it take you, not letting the waves take you. It might be that you're going to agree upon a down month. That maybe that's your priorities are in a way where you don't have to focus on some things and you can have a quieter month and that's what you plan for that month. But whatever it is, you're going to stick with it. So at this point, repeat your process from step one, make your list, make a priority list, plug and chug them into the calendar and stick with it. Now, when it comes to fitness, I want to, because you know, that's, that's what we do and that's what I do. I want to talk about a couple specific things. One, we mentioned consistency. We mentioned being realistic. I'd rather see two to three days a week consistently than six days one week, one day is the next. Two days the week after that, and then five days the week after that. That doesn't get us anywhere. Okay, physically speaking, physiologically speaking, that doesn't get us anywhere. So be realistic. Plan two days if that's what you have. Plan three days. Even if you have the time for it, just maybe get consistent with two or three days. If you can set a three-day minimum, that, that'd be great. And almost every other day mentality can be awesome. So be realistic when you start with it. Know yourself, know in terms of, you know, what is your schedule? What, what time am I really going to have to work out? And what time is my ideal? Am I a morning person? Am I a night person? Plan realistically for what's going to set you up for success. Don't try to force something that might be a square peg in a round hole. And then once you set it, you have to treat workouts like a work meeting. 
if you would reschedule a work meeting, it's okay to reschedule your workout. Meaning if it's important enough to where you would call your boss or your coworkers and say, hey, this really important work meeting we have today, I can't make it. What would it take to cancel that? Nothing less should cancel your workouts because this is your health and it's your physical goals and these things are important to you. So we show them the same level of importance by not canceling them for anything less than something that is truly necessary to do that, that type of act. So let's summarize today. We have actionable steps to walk away with. If you don't take control of your schedule, your habits will control you. Do not swim in the waves, be on the boat. Okay, be on the big, strong boat. And the more you do this, the bigger your boat will become and the less any type of wave can affect you. You have to be patient. You have to allow time to pass. You have to allow habits to restructure. You have to allow your, your brain to reform and to reboot. You have to be honest. You have to be realistic. And you have to not give up what you love. Okay, again, just to keep reiterating, that's not what this is about. We want you to work hard. We want you to be successful. And part of that success comes with being in a good mental place, which means doing what we love, the healthy things that we love, seeing family, seeing friends. You know, I, I've, obviously the time of this recording is during the COVID time, which is, you know, that's a different, a different animal to attack that subject with. But in general, making sure you're making time for things that are important to you and that are a recovery tool that make you happy. Because if we don't do those things, if we don't fill those happy buckets, we're not going to do really well in terms of our professional or our fitness buckets. So in short, I hope this was helpful. I hope this is something that you can turn around and do. I hope that you will do it. I hope that you'll try it because I really believe that it's important. I believe that you're capable because everyone's capable. It's just a matter of taking that extra step, that little extra effort. Don't get caught up with the mentality of, I know my schedule and I don't have, it doesn't have to be on paper. As long as it's in my brain, I'm going to do it. It's not how it works. Okay. I promise you, you're going to learn a lot about yourself in this process. So go through the steps, make your calendar, make your lists, follow them, learn from the experience and repeat it. As always, if you need help, you know, me and my team are here. Uh, info at marhealthandperformance.com. You can find us at www.marhealthandperformance.com or our social media pages, uh, Facebook or Instagram, which are at marhealthandperformance.com. So any questions, reach me at any of these places. Hope this was helpful and uh, go put it into action. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyle as Medicine podcast. Find more episodes like this at www.lifestyleasmedicinepodcast.com and visit www.marhealthandperformance.com and at marhealthandperformance on both Facebook and Instagram for more great content and information about programs. Have a great day and see you next time.